Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh! Ah! Yowie, wowie, woo, wow, Will. Whoa! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the uh, podcast, everybody. How y'all doing today? I hope y'all are doing good. I'm doing great. Will, how are you? Not bad. Uh, I took a nap earlier today, which I haven't done in about a year. So that felt good. So I did I. That. So did I. I. I took a nap about an hour ago, right where I'm sitting <laughs> in this computer chair. I just went like this, and then yeah. I and then I woke up, made a coffee. And now I'm here to power through another Wolf's Den Live with my bro. Yeah, for, for you people. Uh, Ghetto Oyster says, Bob looks super sleepy. Yo, I, dude, two days ago, I woke up at 11. Which is at early. night? No. That, see, <laughs> see, that's how messed up my sleep schedule is. You thought it was at night. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> when, we, when we FaceTimed, like we did the family FaceTime on Sunday, like my wife and I both looked at each other like we're very concerned for Bob. He looks like he hasn't slept in a week. So I was working on a video all weekend and you caught me right. in the middle of me working on the video. And then that <laughs> night I was going to pull an all nighter to finish the video and I decided, "You know what? Screw it. I'm going to bed." And I went to sleep. Think, and then I woke up to finish the video, which like a normal I think, person, I think you made the right decision. I think so too. And I might be making another executive decision that I'm not going to make another video this week. If this video doesn't get approved, you're not getting a goddamn Wolfden video this week. Oh, um, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Bobby needs some sleep. Uh, also, I broke my espresso grinder. It's just broken. My brand new fancy oh. one just, just oh, don't work yeah. anymore. But we should probably get into some actual news. Yes. Top of the show, uh, people are going to be watching. But also, we got some notifications, so let me go through these yes. first. Eric, thanks for the 37 months. At 40 months, can I come over for dinner? If you can, Eric, if you can make it over here from California, sure. Uh, <laughs> underscore, 39 months. Bob, did you turn this off? I You reminded me, actually. Uh, rainy Day Inc. Yoto. Th- rainy Day in Kyoto. Thank you for the subscription. I appreciate you all. You're all great. Um, we got a lot to talk about today. There was a Nintendo mm-hmm. Direct last week, which we will talk about briefly because we are so late in that news. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about is last week we talked about the Nintendo Concierge program. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, my web browser is not working so great. For those of, of you who don't know, the Nintendo concierge service service is basically just a hotline that you can call where a representative from nintendo will help you set up your switch recommend games to play for your switch uh recommend accessories that you can get for your switch uh and other little cute things like that (laughs) um i think do they also offer like game help at all or is that 
No, so that Nintendo used to do that. Up yeah, until back in very the 80s and early 90s. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they did it like pretty recently. Um Yeah. Yeah, you used to be able if you got stuck in like freaking the original Zelda, you used to be able to just call up the hotline yeah. on the back of the of the NES and they yeah. would help you if you're stuck in the game. And what's funny is if you've ever seen like behind the scenes footage of that, like these people had binders and binders <laughs> of game data and like they had like tvs with nes's hooked up and just cartridges that they could just put in and play with you as you were playing to like try to help you get through and of course it was a 900 number which for you you know gen zers watching that meant it was charged per minute oh. so every minute they had you on the phone <laughs> that was another like two dollars added to your parents uh phone bill so is that a different number than what was on the back of the NES? Because that was an eight hundred number. That was that was had... for that was uh, for if you need service. That was their uh... customer support. Yeah, yeah. No, I forgot. It was like the Players Guide Center or whatever is the nine hundred number. But yeah, no, they had like binders of like players guides, and they had and oh, they all had NESs hooked up so they can play with you if you needed help. It's so, actually well, kind of cool. This new one is it just. We just learned about it last week. Yes. But apparently it's been around for over a month. Yeah. Um, it's called the Nintendo Switch Concierge. This is more similar to like a genius bar at Apple. You could go to the Apple store, book an appointment, and a, an Apple genius will help you through your new iPhone or your MacBook or something and show you like things to do with it. And that's pretty much exactly what this is. Um, it, we just got word of it last week. Um, yeah. But apparently it's been around a while. And there's uh there's a couple of things you could you could sign up to do. We talked about this last week. Yeah. Uh now I signed up for the what to play next. It's a 30-minute conversation with a Nintendo employee. I had it last Saturday. I I, I decided I wasn't going to record it because well, first they tell you not to record it. Yeah. Um I was gonna do it anyway, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to get this guy in trouble because, like, if I record it, even if he says it's okay to record it, he could still get fired for me recording yeah. it. So I didn't. I didn't want to do that to him. But I wrote down everything. <laughs> so, um, I had, I had a nice conversation with the guy. The guy was very nice. He was actually also really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> it actually went very well so wow. i i did the thing where he's supposed to suggest games to me um yeah. he, first of all he was late by four minutes i just want to get that off the bat i was waiting if there for four if minutes you're not, if you're not 10 minutes early you're late <laughs> i was thinking i was i was like this is maybe it's not happening maybe i got found out yeah um but the games the, the thing started it was a microsoft like you know meets thing or whatever it's called it's teams right yeah microsoft teams yeah that's a little jank wasn't sure if it was gonna work yeah. there's like barely yeah, there's like it's... not good options for choosing like your your camera and your mic and teams stuff. teams is designed for like businesses like corporate organizations like my mm -hmm. nine to five we use teams mm -hmm. for like everything it's designed for corporations it's not really designed for you know your average person you know it's not google hangouts or it's not skype or it's not uh zoom right <laughs> so i'm surprised they went with teams of all things they must have a deal or something probably although it is microsoft so it's like kind of like a conflict of interest it seems 
bit. Um, so anyway, he asked me what type of games I like to play, and I was unprepared. Honestly, I was like, <laughs> I mean, I play everything, but I was like, you know what? I like yeah. platformers. I, I really like platformers. I played Cyber Shadow recently. I was really into Super Meat Boy forever. I liked all the Mario games, and I try to keep up to speed with the Nintendo stuff. So, um, mm-hmm. I could have gone the route where I like completely pretended to be ignorant and like was like oh i just got a switch i've never played games before what should i play and like see what he does um but no i just decided to be real with him um and he suggested i i told him i like platformers and i told him which platformers i recently played and the first game he suggested was ukulele and the impossible lair which i forgot was a game (laughs) and (laughs) i have never played i was like oh right off the bat this yeah. dude's this dude's hit me with some with some good stuff. I don't know what and I was expecting. That's the the two D side scroller one. Yeah, I didn't and know it was two D. Yeah, and apparently this one is a lot better. From what I've heard, it's a lot better than the first ukulele, the one that is supposed to be a banjo kazooie riff and that everybody kickstarted and got excited for in the first place. And. It was thirty dollars. Now seven forty nine. Even at oh, the t- well, even then. at the time when I was talking to him. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually buy it right now because I didn't actually Ooh. buy it and it's still on sale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Real shenanigans in the chat says uh, you'd probably like that one, Bob. I know he he hit me with a good one. Yeah. I think I just used points. Yeah, total four ninety two. <laughs> There you go. Um, all right, what else did he hit me with? Uh, he uh, says it's a lot like Donkey Kong Country. Uh, it's side-scrolling, and I didn't know it was side-scrolling. So that was uh, news to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he suggested tro- Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I told him I played that. I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> wasn't really uh, that into tro- Tropical Freeze. Yeah. And then he asked why, and I said it's because there's a lot of like times where you die, and like the game expects you to learn from the death, and like the death was never your fault because you didn't know what was ahead. I don't like that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I told him I played Cyber Shadow, and then he suggested The Messenger, which you know, obviously. Uh, then he suggested A Hat in Time, which is another game I have not played, but would probably really like. Yeah, I, I remember when that came out, and everyone's like. This is this is the best of the 3D uh, platforming revival games that were coming out. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, this not, is I, I, I this is this guy's getting me excited. I didn't even talk to him. <laughs> this guy this this reminds me of like a GameCube situation. Yeah, and it looks it looks really good. The guy said he was working at Nintendo for like four years. Um, this is what he did. This is pretty much what he does now. And again, the the yeah. the, the, the well, I'll get into it more. More game suggestions. He suggested Blue Fire, which I played, and I didn't like it at all. Um, But then I told him, I was like, because he was like, oh, I I haven't actually played it myself, but I'm going to. And I I said, when I played it, I didn't realize that the statues that are around that you buy emotes at, when you buy an emote, that is a checkpoint. The game doesn't tell you that. So I kept dying and going all the way back to the beginning. Um... Hen Burglar says Hat in Time was very jank. Hopefully they patched it since it came out. Oh, so it's just been like GameCube. <laughs> uh, Hat in Time is good, but the Switch version has hella long load times. 
says rise D pieces. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Kate says, I'm surprised so far that it's deep cuts. I was ex expecting them to be pushing the main IPs. Well, I told him that I was a Nintendo fan and I, I try to keep up with yeah. all the Nintendo stuff. So, uh, but still, that's a, that's a good point that they're recommending deep cuts and not like, you know, not just Nintendo stuff, but stuff from like the big third parties like square and capcom and he he basically went down like the e-shop and was like uh yeah you know suggested stuff from the e-shop uh he does suggest nintendo ips but it takes a while actually no he suggested donkey kong country right but anyway uh he suggested blue fire it's all made like that he suggested samurai jack which i forgot came out i've heard that's not bad that's another kind of deep cut you know that uh yeah i wouldn't have remembered about oh i downloaded it okay i have this somehow yeah, who made who made that game uh it's published by adult swim right but i think they got like an actual like known developer for it um doesn't say developer just says publisher adult swim games but yeah this is one oh, that i've that been that's what it is. It's a subsidiary of Valhalla Game Studios developed it. And Valhalla Game Studios is the studio created by Tobito Itagaki, the Ninja Gaiden dude. Uh, oh. Yeah. Like the new, like the 3D Ninja Gaiden? The 3D Ninja Gaiden, yeah. I gotta try this. Uh, then he suggested Celeste, and then he suggested Meat Boy, and, you know, I played yeah. those. Then he suggested Ori, which I only played the first one for a little bit. Yeah. So that's and he he was talking about how much he loved Ori in the Blind Forest. So another good suggestion. Uh and then so then I I was like I kind of had like, you know, 20 minutes. Uh, I had like 10 minutes left because it was only mm -hmm. a half an hour. So I was trying to get more out of it, you know. So I was like uh uh i said so i see here there's like a lot of different like things you could sign up for you could do like switch 101 you could do uh uh getting started and blah 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 so what do you like what do you do for these other ones and he's like i'll be honest it's almost always what to play next <laughs> and i was like so what was in what's in like security and privacy and stuff he's like we don't have anything specific for that it's really just huh. i almost always do what to play next and then he said um he said ever since last week when like you know like the media started to pick up on it we've been getting more basically he was trying to say we've been getting more people like you and i think he picked up that i was doing this uh to see i was gonna you. i was gonna ask did he did, like you come out and say like who you were did he guess i did trying to do i didn't say what i was i didn't say who i was or what i was doing um but I think after about like halfway through, he started to pick up like, all right, this dude, I, th I think what it was, was he thought I was like trying to test him, mm -hmm. you know, like be like, I'm smarter than you and Nintendo stuff, yeah, which I'm kind of, yeah. which is kind of what I'm doing right now, but it's not <laughs> at all what I was doing when I was, uh, talking to him. I right, was legitimately yeah, yeah. trying to see, uh, just what the whole concierge situation was about. So to him it seemed like i was just trying to like test his knowledge of like game stuff and you know what i mean he 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 knew what the hell he was talking about he suggested a lot of things to me 
but he yeah. said like did you recently just get a switch and i said no i've got one at launch and i recently just got the the, the freaking mario one um so he knew that i was like you know yeah i was like deep in this i wasn't just like a like a new guy um but anyway uh he compared it to the apple store and getting like a walkthrough of the device like when you go, like what we said when you go to the genius bar yeah. and you just get a new device and you and you you want like a like an intro to it that's what this whole situation would be um and then i asked him because there's a section that says customization and he said that's about getting joy cons uh or about setting up multiple accounts and he said nobody asks for that yeah because that seems like such a like when you say customization that's that makes it sound like the xbox controller design lab where you make your own controller for yourself or like a you like really a can't... phone where you can like put a background on it or do you know true yeah all this other stuff so, so i that's why I, I that's why i specifically asked for customization because i yeah. wanted to know what that because you can't customize a switch there's like nothing you yeah. could do on it um but yeah he said it's about getting Joy-Con colors, setting up accounts, yeah. and 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 that nobody asks for that. It's kind of, kind of a waste. Um. Then he suggested Mario 3D World. <laughs> um, which yeah, of course. Well, you got, but you got to plug the newest some point. But it took that long to get to Mario 3D yeah. World. Is what I'm trying to say, like he knew he he he. All of these are great suggestions, and um, he didn't. They were all deep cuts. And it took all the way yeah. to the end of the conversation for him to suggest the new Mario. Um. Anyway, what did I write here? Very nice guy. Actually, very helpful. I don't know why I said actually very helpful. Like I like I was expecting him not to be helpful. He said the concierge service has a lot of people like me who had a switch for a while and quote try to stump him <laughs> on what they should play next. So, uh. I'm glad this exists. I'm going to suggest this to everybody who asks me dumb questions in my DMs. Yeah. Like, should I buy uh, Breath of the Wild or should I buy Madden 06? It's like, how do you schedule an appointment? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, underscore says, so they can't see your account or recently played. Uh, They didn't look that up at all. He just, uh, just asked me. He just straight up asked me what I played. Yeah. Um, our our father says, so a Switch concierge can't get me tickets to a Vegas show? No. No. Wrong much concierge. Like how, much like how the concierge of the Holiday Inn in, uh, <laughs> you know, upstate New York can't get you tickets to a Vegas show. Would you mind being friends with him, Bob? What does that mean? <laughs> He was cool. He was a cool guy. Yeah, he could hang out. He could hang out. You but should no. have invited him on, on a Twitch stream. I think this is a great service, and I think that uh, if you are stumped on what to play next or you just want like a little like overview of what your Switch could do and what you could do with it, yeah. instead of trying to ask me, there's a whole thing for it. Schedule yeah, an appointment. Right you get a half an hour with this guy. You could pick his brain. Uh... Har car says, I'm still not sure if I want 3D World. Well, you should book an appointment here. I'm going to drop the link in the chat right now <laughs> and talk to him about it. They'll hook you up. 
So all this other stuff we've determined is kind of uh, it's kind of useless. It's really just about what games to buy and stuff. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of of working at GameStop when people would come in and be like, "I don't know what to play now. There's so many games." Uh, Layer Shift asks, "Is this like what Nintendo Power used to do when people still had subscription magazines?" Um, kinda. I mean, Nintendo Power also had reviews and uh, guides and. Uh, previews of upcoming games but yeah it's along those lines scribe says so this is nintendo ripping off apple's genius bar kind of uh but i mean the genius bar is great yeah but i mean you know everybody's got bad things to say about apple and the way they they uh their stores operate but i think the genius bar is a good is a good idea even if they're not, you know, right all the time. And sometimes they charge you an arm and a leg. But I think yeah, sometimes if just getting an appointment is a hassle. Almost all of the interactions I've had with the Genius Bar have been good. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've, I've ever, had, like, had a problem with the Genius Bar. I've never had a problem with the Genius One time there was, like, it ran a bit long because, like, they made me wait too long. But other than that, like, actually working with the Geniuses is fine. My problem has always been trying to get an appointment because they never make it easy. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, like buying a MacBook, which we recently did for yep. our father. That was uh, that took a month. <laughs> no, yeah. it took a month and a half, two months maybe. It took a while, yeah. That was ridiculous. All right, uh, we got a lot of notifications here. We got uh, we got Ed Drew with three hundred bits. Thank you. We got B Linz with six months. We got Amandowski with the Hundo bits. Tell Will that there's. A documentary on Netflix that talks about that Nintendo game helps stuff. I think it's high score or something. I've heard of high uh, score. Yeah, I've I've seen like the first few episodes of high score. Um, it's good. The problem is it's a lot of stuff I already know. <laughs> it seems like I think the reason I haven't watched it is it seems like one of those like uh, I don't know. It just seems like it seems like they're trying like like. It's, it's, it seems like one of those... Uh, did you know Doki Doki Panic was originally... Uh, 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 <laughs> it's it's not that bad. Um, they do get a little carried away with like some of their graphics and stuff, but it's it's not that bad. It it's seems- just a lot of like... You know, Pac-Man was created in Japan, and this year he was originally called uh, Paku Paku Man, but they had to figure out how to change his name. Uh, for vandalism space invaders was invented this year and it was actually so popular it caused the coin shortage in japan you know things like that yeah i'm picturing like uh like like stuff we already know but like with a tv filter on it so it's like did you know and it's like yeah we all knew but you had to just put fancy graphics over it i will say when they talk about and it's embarrassing now because i don't remember his name but the guy who invented cartridges like actual the actual cartridge that you can put into a video game system for the Fairchild Channel F. Talking about him and his legacy, that was actually done very well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a bad documentary by any stretch. Of the oh, that's the guy who first. That's the first time games were in a cartridge form, right? Yeah, and he like yeah, and he I remember that invented that process. And for the way they talk about it, it's actually done very very well. Um. But like I said, it's just it's stuff I already know. So I seem like, you know, an asshole watching it. I think I saw that's just that segment somewhere. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, trying that one guy with 10 bits. Bob, you going to play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater when it comes to Switch? Maybe. We'll see. Uh, it depends on what Stay else I'm playing. Stay tuned for more on that. Uh, Luen Mag with two months. Glad to be a two-month subscriber. Thanks, dude. Trep with six months. Thank you. Scribe of Wormwood. Thanks for gifting us up to Anders Paulson. Thank you so Thank much. You. Um. All right. Next news. We should talk about the Nintendo Direct. Yes. Uh, we'll try to do this as quickly as possible. Because we know you all know. But yes. maybe you want to hear us talk about it. Yeah. And this is the only format where we do that. So this is uh, from Wario64. He he did like a like a live tweet. He live tweeted it. Yeah. Um oh I forgot we I posted on the podcast channel a live reaction of the So if you want to watch it with me, go to youtube.com slash wolf podcast and it's on that channel somewhere. Um anyway, Pyra's in Smash. Who's Pyra? From freaking uh that game. Yeah. Z- Xenoblade. Uh, that Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, but not only is Pirate in Smash, but her alter ego, which apparently she has, uh, Mithra? Mithra. Uh, Mithra. I mean, it's Mithra, but uh, but they everybody's saying Mithra. Mithra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess this is like a an old-fashioned Zelda chic situation where she can transform at will during during gameplay. It's not yeah, two which, separate characters. Which Smash game is that? Is melee? It melee and brawl, brawl too, right? I don't know, but yes, it is. Yeah. You can change that. People were comparing her to Pokemon Trainer. Um, oh yeah, in the in in Xenoblade, they they switch at will. It's not really an alter ego. It's two people in one body. <laughs> okay, um, and they share memories, so they can swap back and forth at at will. Okay. Um. Zelda Sheik was melee and brawl. Says the okay. chat. Um, so everybody was pissed because she's because uh, uh, it's a weeb thing and um, sword fighter. She's a sword fighter. I think she looks cool. I mean, I yeah. pe- people really want there to be Smash Brothers like a like they want like representation in Smash. They, they, they don't. Yeah. People aren't looking at this like I hope the next fighter is fun to play. Nobody <laughs> thinks like that. People are thinking, yeah, I want the next fighter to be a PlayStation IP, or I want Doom yeah, Slayer. Yeah, they, they want like yeah, they want like more third party IPs. They want more like I guess you could say adult style games like Doom or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, that's clearly not how th- this game is operating. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> Snake is like the exception. Snake and Bayonetta are like the exception to that. Everything else is very much, you know, old school or Nintendo style video games. So I don't I don't think we're gonna get Joel and Ellie in Smash anytime soon. So um the I saw a tweet that was that showed the like to dislike ratio on the American direct mm-hmm. or, or not the American, the, the Pyra announcement. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't find it. But basically, um, it had a much better like to dislike ratio in Japan, obviously, because uh, right that this Xenoblade's much more popular there. Um, but that's another thing too. You know, Nintendo is very much Japanese company, so all their decision making is probably going to be heavily influenced by the fact that they're in Japan. Yeah, and and imagine you're in this. You imagine you're there, and you're 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 yeah. toiling away. You're like people are gonna love. People are gonna love what we got coming next. And then you yeah. put it out, and everyone around you is like, "Yeah, yeah!" And then you hit Twitter, and you see what America's thinking. They're all like, "Boo! Fuck you!" <laughs> Just because you don't have is... freaking Master Chief. Yeah, Banjo Kazooie is the only Western developed character in the game, right? Hey, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, designed. I think. Okay. The only Western designed character. Right. That's right. Yeah. He, he originated from a Western. Oh, friend Nard says Steve. That's a good point. Minecraft Steve true, is yeah. is the second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> West and he's uh, Swedish, isn't he? Mojang. Mojang is yeah. uh, Swedish. Yeah. Well, it's still outside of Japan. Literally every and, other and character. Ba- Banjo is European, isn't he? Yeah, he's from the UK. So not Rarest. none of them are American. There are yeah. no American design there Smash. There are no characters. American design Smash. There characters. are some characters that have had American help. I think yes. Banjo had help, and I think Sonic. Sonic had help, um, but he wasn't cre- He wasn't designed. The lead designer yes. wasn't an American dude on any of these things. Yeah, all of these games. None of these games are American-made characters. Uh, all but two are Japanese-made games. <laughs> and there's like 80 characters. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's really hard to say... It's really hard to say uh, definitives like that. Like, there are no American-made characters. Um, Dark Samus originated from Retro Studios, which is in Texas. See, there you go. <laughs> okay. But that's still from Metroid, which is a series that originated in Japan. That's yeah. what that's what we're talking about here. You know, as a whole, these are all Japanese franchises, mm-hmm. with the exception of Banjo Kazooie and Minecraft. Uh, yes, Dark also, Zero Suit been... is Zero Suit. Zero Suit might have been that's, uh, ja- that's Japanese. That's Japanese. Because I think Metroid Prime's Metroid Zero Mission was made in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, that's just a that's just a uh, like a like a palette swap of Samus. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, immediately after Pyro and Mithra. We got Fall Guys, which was a shock Fall to Guys me. coming up to the Switch in the summer, which is cool. Yeah, uh, that's, I was, I mean, so I knew that Fall Guys was going to come to the Switch eventually. Yeah. It came out of what, September for, for PlayStation and PC? Yeah. I was not expect. I was expecting one year. At the year mark, this game's coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting an announcement at all anytime soon for this game to be coming in the summer. I mean, honestly, not, that's not far off from a year, but not part of this. Uh, it's also coming to Xbox. Oh yes, some of these like immediately after it was revealed in the direct, like 
they came out and said it's also coming to Xbox and PS4 and PC. Right, right, right. So um, then we got Outer Wilds coming to Switch, uh, which is cool. not the Outer Worlds, <laughs> which is already on Switch. It's already on Switch. Sorry, right, this uh, is a different game. So I finally, when I watched the direct, I finally like saw the trailer for this and finally learned like what makes it different from the Outer Worlds. Because the Outer Worlds is basically Fallout New Vegas, but sci-fi. Correct. Um, this looks completely different, and it has like a like a time mechanic that seems very interesting. So yeah, this is a completely different game. It's 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 I'm not at all similar to to the Outer Worlds. I'm still gonna get them confused. So there's that, but it's just nice to know what the difference is. <laughs> Uh, the next we have Famicom Detective Club. Uh, two two of the games. So apparently this is like a long running. Well, it must be a long running because it's Famicom in the title. A long running series exclusive to Japan, and this is the first time it's coming to the United States or it's being sold internationally. This has the nicest looking animation that I have seen in a visual novel type game. Yeah. Usually the animation is, you know, it's there is no animation. It's just it's just static screens. But this had some yeah. pretty good looking animation. This is what it originally looked like on the Famicom. <laughs> so like, you know, like they did a they they did a bang up job. I think. Yeah. Is this the oh, same so, person? So it's not a long running series. I was wrong. Famicom Detective Club is. Only those two games. <laughs> yeah. And now they, Nintendo's just like, do them over <laughs> and bring them to the West. The, this is a very Japanese uh, direct. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Samurai Warriors 5, which I kind of checked out for. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you're not already invested in Samurai Warriors, that's a, that's a good place to check out. Uh, Legend of Mana, which... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, Kevin Kenson lost his beanie over, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just you know another JRPG. Um, yeah, Monster Hunter Switch Edition, which we knew about already. Yeah, uh, this time it was confirmed for North America, oh. um, and this was in conjunction with the trailer for Monster Hunter Rise. This is uh, I'm not thrilled about the design of this. I think I think we've gotten such. We have all of these. Every like limited edition Switch has like a part that's cool. Like the gold is cool. Yeah, the designs are cool, but like, put a color on it, dude. We don't need gray. Make it I'm blue. I'm just looking at it now. This there's like a square around the Nintendo Switch logo on the dock, where like yeah. there are no icons, and it's like really bothering me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, like. Like, yeah, there, there's like a lot of cool ideas with limited edition switches, but there's not one that does all of them, like mixes them together. And like, that would be, yeah. I get this out of my face. So um, the, the switch, the limited edition switch comes with a digital code for Monster Hunter Rise and the DLC. Mm -hmm. And the control, the pro controller, which I actually think doesn't look bad, um, does not come with anything. Wait, that would make this... I think the only other limited edition that came with the game was the Pokemon one. Yes. 
No. Did it? There were two. Somebody the... told me that it did. I think I think Kevin told me that it did, but I don't think it did. Because there's oh, yes. there were, well, there's the yeah the games pre-installed. Okay, and you had to pick either uh, if you want a Pikachu or Eevee. Correct, correct. I think that's the only other limited edition that came with a with a game. Odyssey Switch came with the game. I think that cost more. It did, because it also came with a case, and the increase in cost was the price of the game plus the case. Right. Yeah. Oh well, you know we don't know the price of this, so this could be the same deal. Yeah. Oh, Diablo. See, I don't know anything. There was a Diablo Switch. Did it have Diablo artwork on it? Yes. Huh. I got it on eBay for $1,300. There you go. See, we'll never say anything definitive, Will. You got to learn. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we got the biggest announcement of the whole Direct. We got Mario Golf Super Rush. This game looks really good. Yes. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm excited for the story mode. So I thought that about Mario Tennis. And you know what? I didn't like it that much. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to play too much of the story mode of this game. Because of how I was with... I was excited for Mario Tennis. And I actually didn't end up playing it that much. Because the online was very bad. Um, Yeah. And... Yeah, the the story mode I just couldn't get that into. I love golf games, though. I'm a big fan yeah. of golf games. I don't play that many, but the ones that I do, I have a really great time with. I also think this um, speed golf mode is really cool. Where yes, you, just, you all go at the same time. You just run to your ball and keep going. That would that seems fun. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm down, and it uh yeah, it's gonna have online and stuff. I'm 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 ready for it. Yeah. Hopefully it has the new sort of online that Monster Hunter has. Yeah. Uh, so that is, I mean, that's the that's the peak for me, is this game right here. <laughs> nothing else really, this is in the middle of the direct and nothing else really comes close to that. Yeah. Uh, next we got Tales from the Borderlands. Cool. Skip. <laughs> Capcom Arcade Stadium was out the day of. Uh, yes. 1943 is free, but everything else you got to pay for. Yes, I feel like that's not a bad. This is not a bad way to like offer your arcade games, like on a modern console. Like just have them all in one collection. Give them a game for free to incentivize it, and then like if you want Street Fighter Two or something else, you know, just pay a little, pay a little extra. Yeah, because like bad. I don't. I mean, there will be people who buy every game just to have. Yeah, uh, but I. I mean, I don't want all of these. You know, right. Yeah, no, I get Especially it. with, I mean, like, most collections, like, uh, I mean, every collection that I have on the Switch, there's games that I don't need. Yeah. So, like, I would have rather have bought them individually. Um, Stubbs, the zombie re-release out March 16th. This, dem- this, this trailer started off with two people, Lady and the Tramping, a hot dog. Yes. Uh, this is such a weird game to bring back. I didn't like, know it existed. I so I remember this game for two reasons. One, it was it's the only it was the only game at the time where you played as the zombie, um, which was a novelty back then. And two, 
this was actually made with the original Halo engine. And they trumpeted that so hard. I think it's even on the cover of the, of the original game. It was an X, it was an original Xbox game. Uh, it was Xbox exclusive, obviously. Um, but now it's, it's coming to, it's coming to switch and other platforms. I just, um, I just Googled stubs, the zombie Nintendo direct. And the first thing that Google pulls up is what did Rob zombie direct? <laughs> I need to. I'm trying to try to pull up the trailer here. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it was a very weird, like, retro '50s aesthetic kind of game. Apparently, it has a very good soundtrack, but I can't find the people deep throating a hot dog. Yeah. But that's that was in our Nintendo Direct, guys. All right. Next, we got uh, uh no, no more Heroes Three out August 27th. Uh, I don't think we got any new information at all. Oh, we got the date. I've, yeah, the date. Yeah, this game just looking weirder every every day. Well, yeah, that's that's no more heroes. Um, then we got this game, which I thought was a bait and switch for more no more heroes. <laughs> this game actually uh, looks great though. Neon white. Neon white. Terrible name. This game, I like the idea, but. Is it a? It's a card game, right? It's a first-person card game. <laughs> it's not a card game. Okay. You use cards in it for abilities, I guess, or something. But it looks okay. like a first-person platforming, like shooter thing. It looks really cool. It looks like it looks cool. I don't know what yeah. the card mechanic is, but yes. um, it looks freaking cool, and I like the style of it. Uh. But neon white is that's just light. You yeah. just you're just describing light. <laughs> is it like super hot with trading cards? No, it looks like super no. hot though. It does, but yeah, I played some super hot in VR the other day, and dude, that seems like a game that should only be played in VR. <laughs> yeah, I played through the whole thing on Xbox, and uh, it was good, and I liked it a lot. But yeah. uh, VR, it's fucking insane. Yeah. Anyway, uh, DC Heroes Girl, DC, you, just you, just, just DC you. Superhero <laughs> Girls Teen Power out June 4th. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's all you got? That's all I got. All right. So Years DC, of experience. I've been out of the game. DC Superhero Girls is, is um, like basically DC's uh, tween girl line. It's actually wildly successful. Um, where basically reimagines all the, the superhero girls as like teenagers and stuff and they just pal around and do, and do high school drama stuff and superhero stuff on the side and now now they got a game uh, it is way too twee for my uh, sensibilities but I think I, it could be something why you know? are Batgirl and uh Harley Quinn high-fiving. Harley Quinn's a good guy, apparently. In this? In everything. That's stupid. I know, I hate, you know. This logo uh, is terrible. (laughs) Well, like I said, it's very 
twee. <laughs> it's very like you know preteen girl aesthetic mm-hmm. going on here. It there is it, it actively does not want people like us to play this game, basically. Um, I remember seeing. I think it was Spawn Wave who said like that the reason why this has such a prominent spot in the direct was because. Nintendo is surprised by the amount of girls and women who play Switch. Why are they surprised? So they, because I, I guess because like you know when you think of video games, like console video games specifically, the the pie chart is usually male, like predominantly male. But for the Switch, there's a lo- there's a significant portion of, of females playing the game playing the Switch. So, so they gave so they gave this game in particular a prominent spot in the direct. So, so, I think I think I think that the 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 overall games industry skew is very. It's like less. It's like around ten percent skewed towards men, like like more men play than women. I think only like ten percent right. more men. But the types of games that men play are way different than the types of games that that uh, women generally play. But I think right. with with Nintendo specifically. I think that's pretty gender neutral. Both genders love Pokemon. Right. You know, except for Animal Crossing. I think when Animal Crossing came out, Nintendo was like, look at all... Look at this. Look, we got all the women now. They're all buying Switches. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe that surprised them. Maybe they were like, wow, now we got all these women here. Let's throw them a girls <laughs> game. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll I'll t- I'll bite the bullet. I'll play it. I'll let you know how it is. <laughs> it's my wheelhouse. Kate in the chat says, "How girl play video game with boob?" It's a good question. It's not get, allowed. You know, gets gets in the way. Not no, not allowed. <laughs> uh, Plants vs. Well, no, th- th- never mind. Plants vs. Zombies <laughs> says, uh, "Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville Complete Edition out on Switch March nineteenth." Uh oh no that's not real. What the Joy-Con? That's not real. They made up that green color. Uh, weak, lame. Yeah. Uh yeah, they, apparently we're still doing plans for zombies. I mean, it was popular, <laughs> but it's like it's the garden warfare variety. It's not the the classic, you know, the uh strategy game style which i think, I think they, is a better version i think they gave up on that i think they but went that's... hard into garden warfare because they were like oh Fortnite." yeah and then uh, uh yeah. and now they have nothing <laughs> yeah so then that's two ea games that are aping Fortnite in a direct and the second one we'll get to <laughs> metopia that's the one right well yeah <laughs> metopia so this uh is a port- this was a 3D of a 3DS game, which so I kept confusing for me Tomo, yes, which was their iPhone app. I got this confused with Street Pass Find Me. <laughs> I was stoked because I was like, "Yo, we're getting those Street Pass games, and maybe they'll have some weird like social integration." Yeah. No, it's just literally Metopia being ported to uh to the Switch. Um, which is cool, but it's not as exciting as I initially thought when I saw this. 
Yeah. Uh, and they're adding a horse. Yay! Uh, also, there's Mario stuff coming to Animal Crossing. Yay. Yay. Um, there's a warp pipe that lets you warp to a different side of the island, which is kind of cool. Different side of the island? Yeah. It'd be cool if they let you warp to a different island completely. <laughs> well, how would they do that? I don't know. They're Nintendo. <laughs> they can figure it out. Um, I still haven't transferred my Animal Crossing island from my old Switch to my new one, and I don't know if I can. <laughs> uh, it might be dead. Yeah. Because I already have transferred my account. So how would I... I don't know. You might have to call back your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Update out February 25th. Uh, tomorrow. No. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, you'll get some Animal Crossing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we got... Oh, your favorite. Project Triangle Strategy. Yes, with the best logo of the whole Direct. The best logo, the best name. This is really what they came up with. But then they said tentative title, which they said the same thing about Project Octopath Traveler. And then they just called it Octopath Traveler. So they're gonna so they're gonna just call this triangle strategy. Correct. Uh there is a demo out today. Uh and feedback there's gonna be a feedback survey coming at a later date. Um, and they're going to take your feedback and implement it into the game. So everybody who plays it, make sure you say, change the title <laughs> of the game. Apparently, Project Octopath Traveler was an amazing game, and people loved Octopath Traveler. Right. Um, and that's a game that is like a million hours. You can spend a million hours playing that game. Yeah. Um. So this is another highly anticipated game that came out of nowhere. People are very excited about this game. I see this and I see nothing that I'm interested in. Your eyes just glaze over. Yes. Uh, it looks nice though. Yeah. Star Wars Hunters is a mobile game developed yeah, by Zynga. Straight up mobile game uh, that just happens to also be on the Switch. Uh, set between episode six and seven though, so that's interesting. Um. Ooh good i will not be playing this it's it's free so i'll check it out and then never play it again knockout city look this trailer was weird this is a weird trailer other this is ea's other Fortnite killer that they showed on switch it was a weird trailer it was very long yes for what this was trying to do uh it still isn't exactly clear like how this game works is it dodgeball is it hot potato it looks like hot potato dodgeball yeah the trailer made it the trailer was trying to be like this weird meta thing but it was like unclear yeah what type of game it was so it didn't work really so it it was a bunch of generic video game characters from different genres of generic video games sort of like wreck it ralph it was that while they were talking about playing this game yeah. So it was generic video game characters that didn't exist from different genres. Yeah. Talking about playing this game. So it was like two levels of meta that didn't work. And then they were in yeah. the game playing it, 
but you couldn't tell really because they didn't look anything like their other versions yeah that's yeah that's the other thing because like the when they're talking about the game they look one way but then in the actual game they all have the same art style yeah and that was another bait and switch because you saw like the princess girl who was who had like the pixelated look and i was like that looks sick all right let's see what this is about and then it's freaking and then this is her in the game and it's like all right that's not what i was just looking at also like they made it sound like they made it sound like you'd be playing like different video game you know archetypes like the princess the marine the football player whatnot but then they show you, you can just customize your character however you see fit then what was the point of the interviews then if you're not going to be playing as those characters yeah there was really no point in having all of those characters from different genres at all yeah the game as a whole look like gives me the whole sunset overdrive vibe in that that game was trying way too hard to be funny and subversive and edgy at all at the same time um and i and i feel like this is an even worse attempt at that <laughs> uh, next we got world's end club which is uh so the world world ends with you is a cult game from the ds um i think 999 was its sequel was it i think so. i didn't know it even Uh, 999 DS. Zero Escape series. How does the World's End Club already have a fan wiki? No, 999 is different. Completely different thing. Um, World Ends With You is a huge cult game. And it was on DS. I I don't think that game has anything to do with this. Uh, no, it does. World Ends? World Ends With You? Yeah, I don't think... Does it? Uh, from Danganronpa Zero Creators. Is that a different thing? I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a different thing. Because the, the World Ends With You is from Square. Square Enix. Oh, well, then I don't give a shit about this game. Oh, that was a bit because there's also now they're, they're coming out with Neo World Ends with You, which is like a that's like a, the sequel. S- yes, um, yeah. and I thought this was like another like smaller version, like offshoot yeah. kind of thing, but apparently it's not. So fuck this game. Okay. Um, next was the Hades Physical Edition out March nineteenth. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, it comes yeah. with a lot of cool stuff. Comes with art book. Comes with a digital download of the soundtrack. Yeah. So if you haven't yeah. gotten it and you only want physical, this is not a bad idea. It, it'll yeah. be uh, by limited run, I think. Yeah. Then we got all the Ninja Gaiden or a bunch of Ninja Gaiden the, games coming the Ninja to Gaiden Switch. Master Collection announced includes all of the DLC out June 10th. So it is a collection of it's the 3D Ninja Gaiden games. But specifically, it's Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Ninja Gaiden 3 The Razor's Edge. Those were like the upgraded special edition versions that, uh, well, Itagaki had nothing, nothing to do with uh, the Sigma games. And then the, the Ninja Gaiden 3 was made after he quit or was fired from Koei Tecmo, depending on who you ask. <laughs> and... Uh, 
Ninja Gaiden 3 was apparently very bad. And then when they ported it to the Wii U, Nintendo fronted the money to make it better. And that version is the Razor's Edge. What do we have? We have Ninja Gaiden 2, vanilla Ninja Gaiden 2 for Xbox 360. I beat the first boss and then I said, I'm done with this game. Yeah, these games are way too hard. They are unnecessarily hard. People thought I was going to be excited for this because I liked the original Ninja Gaiden for the NES and I liked yeah. uh, the Messenger and and uh, and Cyber Shadow, but this game's nothing like that. This game's like a fast-paced Dark Souls. Yeah, I mean... I initially got excited because I would love to like actually play these games, but then I realized that I am I'm just gonna be mad the yeah. entire time. Like I'm think like I'm almost done with Hitman 2 right now, and I'm finishing up the DLC, and the very last DLC mission is really fucking hard. What what, so what, I might game? Just, what game? Hitman 2. Uh-huh. I'm working my way up to the, the one that actually came out this year. The, the last mission of the DLC is you have to you have to infiltrate like a like this weird hospital in like the mountains of Japan and you have to take out the the patient zero of the virus that's going to be unleashed across the world and the primary doctor who wants to use it for a weapon but then other people get infected and you have to kill all the people who get infected and it just keeps multiplying and multiplying to the point where like you have to machine gun them all and people are like trying to find you and if you're not wearing the hazmat suit, you'll get infected. So you have to then go find the antidote for it. And it's like, I might, I think I'll just skip that. Skip that. I'll look up the ending on YouTube. Oh my God. It's really, it's really hard. Um, Otherwise, nine out of 10 games. Great. Can't wait for the third one. We got Age of Calamity expansion pass, which means there'll be DLC. It's 20 bucks for the expansion pass. Yeah. We got... Uh, uh, you get a purchase bonus, new weapon, new costume. Then you get wave one and wave two. And then cool. we got the big, the big one. Yeah. We got, uh, what's his name? Asia Awanuma. We got Awanuma coming out and everyone's like, oh, here it comes. Oh, and then he go, says, you and probably he- think I'm going to be talking about Breath of the Wild too. We are not. No, sorry. Here's Skyward Sword. It's coming to the Switch yeah, HD. Here's here's the Zelda game that nobody likes <laughs> on the Switch. Uh, I mean, a lot of... do not like Skyward Sword. Like, flat out, they do not like this game. I think it's like a Sunshine deal where it's not... It's, it's, it's a good game. It's just not one of... It's the worst of them all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but I like how I like how we tried to sell it, where it's like it's a traditional style Zelda game, but there were a lot of things from it that were also in Breath of the Wild, like the stamina meter. Yes. Um, like you so tried, man. A lot of people talked about how the game has motion controls, and you and motion controls were a huge part of the game, so you can't really yeah. translate it easily. And they they made it so that you could just use the right stick to control yeah. all the stuff. So, which so, is which isn't they, revolutionary. The friggin' uh, 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 Metal Gear Rising did that. Yeah. Um, what I want to know is because originally this was a a Wii game, an original Wii game. Um, so you really couldn't control the camera 
in that Ooh. game because you had so i'm wondering if you're playing this in portable mode or whatever are you going to be able to use the right stick to control the camera in addition to using it to control your sword or do you have to hold down a button to use to use it as a sword if you couldn't control the camera in the original game there's no way in hell you're going to be able to control the camera in this version you don't think they absolutely found a way to patch no that way in? in hell they they haven't been able to patch that into mario 64 ever True. not even like yeah. ha- not even freaking homebrew well, people get it well, right so that game isn't is emulated this game i feel i feel like this game is a full-on like hd remaster of it mm-hmm so, so with Super Mario 64 on the All-Stars collection, they didn't really touch it all that much. This game, because they had to redo the controls completely, mm-hmm. I feel like they put a significant amount of time into it. You have to change to the and- you have to change like the engine if you're gonna be f- fucking with the camera. The camera is like a big yeah, deal. Because but- like, because p- part cause- of the problem with the camera is that they hide things that aren't loaded in yet off camera you know well yes and no because a lot of games will also like load things in the realm already and then the camera is just a matter of like positioning it positioning it around around the world you know because i've you, you ever see those videos where like they're playing it's usually on pc but they're playing the game and then they like just t- the camera just breaks off from what it's supposed to do and just zooms out completely mm-hmm. the whole world is rendered like the immediate world is rendered well, not always. So, a lot of games are like. Yeah, but that. you know that there, when you fuck with the camera, things break. You see like True. weird yeah. things that you definitely should not be seeing. There's yeah. a, there's a whole reason why boundary break exists. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I, the only game that I could think of that that messed with it like that is, uh, um, I mean, Twin Snakes <laughs> with first person. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like first person is way easier because it's just you know you're just yeah. going into first person. It's it, uh, freaking uh, you're kind of just like zooming in the camera. Um, yeah, but but adding a free look rotating camera to a game that didn't already have it, it seems like it's not an easy thing to do. Well, they did that. I mean, I don't know if this is a good example, but speaking of Metal Gear, you know, uh, Snake Eater didn't have a free look 3D camera, and then. The update subsistence added it. In Snake Eater? Yeah. Because there were Snake there were sections that were just top down. Yeah, Snake Eater is predominantly top down, but the up the updated version, Subsistence, which had all the extras and stuff, and that's the one you get in the HD collection, has a a fully 3D camera, a traditional 360 camera that you control with the right analog stick. Lano C says the game already has a free camera mode. If we're talking about Zelda. So So that answers that. <laughs> so maybe it maybe it already has it. Yeah. But then how do you control it? Well, you know what? Maybe maybe you only use the right stick to slash when uh when you go when you lock on a target. Yeah. Or you need to pull your sword out and then you can't move the camera anymore. I don't know. Either way, I don't think they're doing much work to this game. 
to be honest. I think they, I think they're they're spending a lot of time changing the controls. I think the game looks pretty like washed out. Like it doesn't look HD to me. It looks kind of like uh yeah. Looks like a freaking, you know, Wii game. Um I found the instruction manual for Skyward Sword on the Wii. Well, while you dig through that, uh the best thing that came out of this was these freaking Joy-Con. Yeah, those are nice Joy-Cons. These are nice ass Joy-Cons. Uh yeah. you got two different blues, one like uh like navy and one uh it's kind of like uh, almost purplish. Uh, yeah. they are very pretty. They got little Zelda designs on them. Yeah, they they're, will they're, look, they they're will designed look, after the Master Sword and the the Hylian Shield respectively. I didn't even get that from that. He says it in the He says it, but I did when I saw these I was like, uh oh, doesn't doesn't I don't see it. But these would look awesome on my red switch. Oh yeah. A stupid black switch. Um uh so on in Skyward Sword on the Wii, uh when an when an enemy character or object of interest when near an enemy character or object of interest, press and hold the Z uh, button on the nunchuck, target it. That's centering the camera behind Link. Uh, to look around while holding the C button on the nunchuck, point the point the Wii remote at the screen to look around in a first-person view to see your surroundings. Is there a like a controller map? Because like. We got to know if the right stick is controlling movement or, or it controlling camera or not. It, I don't see anything that specifically like controls the camera like it would in a traditional dual analog stick setup. It just I see first person move the camera and then center the camera back or behind Link. That's all I see. I just Google friggin' Skyward Sword gameplay. <laughs> This is lock the closer, on. <laughs> the closer your pointer is to the targeted object, the stronger the dousing response, represented by sound and vibration, will be. I I'll be honest; it doesn't look like a rotating camera. I was playing Mario 3D World last night, or I'm sorry, Bowser's Fury, and there's a lot of parts where you got to run around and you need to move the camera around, but you also need to jump. Yeah. So I was holding the controller like a claw. <laughs> like like one hand, like my thumb was on the the yeah. right stick and my index finger was jumping because that I mean that's just how you had to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't see a camera move around in this game. Uh, anyway, what else do we got? Uh, last was Platoon Three. Platoon Three. That's actually a really big deal. Yes. Uh, it was oh, wait, very wait, confusing. Wait. Camera's what? moving, I think. No, that looked that looked automated. That's automated. Well, I mean, even if it's automated, there might be a way to break it. Oh, it looks it looks like you pass. just you just snapped the camera to behind Link. Okay. So it does look like it moves around because you can snap it behind Link, so you can look wherever yeah. you want. Um, so I guess adding a right stick for camera movement wouldn't be too hard. 
Let's see if they actually do that, though, because I have little faith that they're going to do much to this game. Yeah. Camera movement is like Ocarina of Time, Z-targeting to locate camera behind Link. I wouldn't call that free look rotating camera. I would call that snapping. Yeah. That's a snap camera. Anyway, we got Splatoon 3. Uh, Splatoon 3... So yes, Will? It was confusing because when it oh, the trailer opened, it made it look like it was going to be a grand single-player adventure. Yes. Then it looked like the same old bullshit. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Splatoon like Outcast or something like a, like an offshoot yeah. type of game and I was all in. I was like Yeah. When when I heard that Splatoon 2 had a lot of uh uh like had a big single player situation, I was like yeah. I'm going to play the hell out of that. That looks awesome. And then I never played it. I played like 2 seconds of it and I wasn't interested. Yeah. But I heard the Octo expansion is really good. Hopefully this takes a lot from that and ropes me in yeah um but anyway splatoon's a really big franchise uh especially yes. in japan so uh this is a very big deal and it's just straight up a splatoon 3 yeah and i don't think anybody was expecting there to be another yeah. splatoon game this console generation yeah i mean it's it's still cool that we're getting splatoon 3 specifically mm -hmm. um yeah, I just it it presented itself. Its first impression was an odd first impression. I'll be honest though, like there's new weapons and stuff, like yeah. the, like the bow situation and whatnot. But like, look at this. That looks the same. This map looks the same. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I hope we. I hope this is part of the single player. I hope we get some weird looking like dystopian type of yeah. world stuff. All right, and that's it for the Nintendo Direct. That's all that we had. Yes. It was 50 minutes long. Uh, a disappointment to most. I think it was all right. I think, for all intents and purposes, this was a fine Nintendo Direct. Mm -hmm. I think... Very Japanese-heavy. You know, very Japanese-heavy, but if this was like... If this was a uh, Nintendo Direct from like 2019, or even like last year, it would have been fine. People were just like, all right, that wasn't a bad direct. I think the problem is because for all of 2020, we got these little mini directs here and there that weren't really very uh, substantial or like had any big reveals in them. For this to be the first Nintendo Direct back after like basically a year off, I think that's what pointed people the most. Yeah, it's at 18 months, no direct. And people were hyped on all these games that we haven't heard anything about. Uh, yeah. We got Tech Nanner. This is no Silk Song. <laughs> um, Breath of the Wild 2, which they mentioned and then said, no news, sorry. Yeah. Metroid Prime 4, uh, Bayonetta 3, Hollow Knight Silk Song, uh, Azure Striker Gun Vault 3. <laughs> um, any Yacht Club stuff. Like, uh, yeah. uh, there's a lot that we know is coming, but they still haven't talked about. So, yeah. I, I like honestly if they're going to do a direct I would have expected one of these big titles that uh, they haven't talked about in a while you know like why have you been quiet yeah. for so long it's because you've been working on this announcement yeah I mean I would rather have I mean I, I appreciate Aonuma coming out and saying like sorry we're still working on Breath of the Wild 2 we unfortunately don't have anything to talk about I appreciate it when they put out the Metroid Prime 4 video where like we have to start this again from scratch because it was sucking mm -hmm. you know I, I would rather them like do more things like that 
and just say like give us development updates if it's been a while um i mean it might be difficult with like bayonetta because that's platinum but i'm kind of just happy that there was a direct at all to be honest yeah um yeah and again i'm not disappointed i i just I, there, it was okay there were some good announcements in there there was a lot of filler for me i mean that's another thing is that if you liked jrpgs you probably love this direct yeah but that just ate me yeah i'll also note in japan uh there's a shinchan game and it looks pretty cool this was in the direct in for the japanese version yeah oh wow and it looks freaking great look at these freaking environments it looks freaking awesome yeah here's shinchan running across a bridge uh i forgot the name of it Crayon Shinshan Aura oh. and Doctor Summer Vacation, seven days of travel. I should also note that uh, he didn't put it in the in the tweet in the Twitter thread, but there was like a like one of those like quick montages of games, uh, and that included Bra- Bravely Default Two, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, Saga Frontier Remastered, and Apex Legends. Oh yeah, Apex and Apex looked. This is the first time that we actually got to saw footage of what Apex yeah. Legends is going to look like and it did not look good. <laughs> it probably plays fine, but it did yeah. it, it did not look good. Well, I think at this point if you're going to play a multi-platform game on the Switch, you expect a graphical downgrade. Right. As long as the game plays fine. Like I still think Mortal Kombat 11 looks like ass, but <laughs> you play it on the Switch, you're going to have a good time because it plays just as well as it does on the other systems. I'll I'll jump back into Apex just to see how it feels on the Switch. Yeah. Um all right, notifications. All right. We got Uh I don't know. We got Loon Mag. I think I said that with 2 months. We got Trep with 6 months. Thank you. Oh, we said that already. Kate with five bits says on the topic of the direct i am still sat here since yesterday refreshing amazon trying to get these joy cons gamestop best buy and target all sold out within 10 minutes amazon has the listing up but pre-orders haven't gone live yet this is my hell lol <laughs> yeah i saw that it went up on target and i missed it by us actually i got it i got the page it said add to cart yeah. and for some dumb reason i hit refresh and then it went away it instantly <laughs> went away um Anyway, Padmas Prime, thank you for the six months. It's our anniversary. Yeah. No, it's not. It's Happy a six anniversary. month anniversary. Six months doesn't count. We don't celebrate six months anniversary. It's lame. <laughs> then you got to get two gifts per anniversary. Yeah. Get out of here. But thank you for the six months. Um. All right, this just in as of yesterday, right? Yesterday, Saturday uh, actually. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Fully playable build of Rare's unreleased N64 game Dinosaur Planet has leaked online. I need to download this. I, it's not really my type of game. No, but I think it's still interesting. It's still a you know a piece of gaming history, of Nintendo history, um, Star Fox history, a, Star Fox history, and it has it has a very very interesting story. Guys, there's cool. finally a new Star Fox game. <laughs> A group of gaming preservationists has released online a fully playable and a bit buggy build of Dinosaur Planet, a canceled Nintendo 64 project developed by Rare. 
it would eventually become Star Fox Adventures, which was released on the GameCube in 2002. Gaming preservation group Forest of Illusion uploaded the unreleased build of Dinosaur Planet earlier this morning. The group explained that this build of the game was purchased from a private game collector in Sweden. According to the group, files in the build imply it was last worked on December 1st, 2000, making it a fairly late build of Dinosaur Planet. And there's the tweet. Today we have released Dinosaur Planet by Rare on the Nintendo 64. Development was halted and moved to the GameCube where it was then released as Star Fox Adventure. Enjoy. I just downloaded it like a billion times by accident. <laughs> While it does appear to be the full game, it won't run perfectly well on emulators. The group also explained that it will need some hacking before it becomes fully and easily playable to the end. Though even with these issues, folks are already downloading the game and playing it via emulators. Dinosaur Planet was originally announced back in 1999, and during its development, Nintendo and Shigeru Miyamoto decided the game would work perfectly as a Star Fox title. While some at Rare weren't thrilled about this change, most realized how the Star Fox brand and characters could help the game be more successful. Interestingly, this leaked build of Dinosaur Planet contains Fox McCloud, indicating that this build is extremely late in the N64 development era of the game, with Rare already beginning to bring star in Star Fox elements. So yeah. Oh yeah, that is Fox. On the top, on the top picture, that's clearly Fox McCloud. The original version of this game had a generic Fox-looking protagonist, and that's why Miyamoto said, hey, make this a Star Fox game because your character kind of already looks like a fox. Oh, so wait. So is this the game with Fox added to it? Or is that just... Look, the, is, does he just kind of look like Fox? I think the main character of the game is a girl, though, in this. I think it's the girl from Star Fox Adventure. No, I, I think... I thought the girl... Oh, nope, now I'm downloading the... <laughs> the the girl in the in the in Star Fox Adventure she was like a, a main character in the original Dinosaur Planet of in the original Dinosaur Planet on N64 but once it became Star Fox her role got significantly reduced yeah she became a I think you play as her in this is no, what you, I was told hold on by someone who played this I didn't support Project 64. I didn't give them money, so I have to wait nine seconds to open Project 64. I know there was a there's a there's a video by Matt McMuscles about like the development of this, and I he, I forgot what he says about it. I'll have to watch that when I'm editing the podcast. Um, I'm opening the game. Uh, Here it is. Expansion pack. Not installed. Oh, then you're not going to get the full experience. How do I... I close your eyes if you're epileptic. I don't know why it's freaking, <laughs> freaking out right <laughs> now. Jesus Christ. Um, graphics plugin. ROM settings. Why wouldn't it Dinosaur have it? What? Go, 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 go ahead. 
I was gonna, from the from the Wikipedia. Dinosaur Planet was originally featured to feature Timber, the tiger character from Diddy Kong Racing, as the game was originally planned to be an RC program 64 and featuring Timber until Nintendo suggested uh, that Rare work it into the Donkey Kong intellectual property. Uh, eventually, the plot of Dinosaur Planet. Oh, here we go. As they developed the game, they found it better to shift the main character to two separate ones. Saber the Wolf, which is a reference to their one of their earliest games, Saber Wolf, uh, and Crystal the Fox. So forget about Timber. Eventually, the plot of Dinosaur Planet concerns Saber and Crystal, along with sidekicks Tricky and Kite, um, both who appear in the finished game, and Randorn, a wizard who was Saber's father and Crystal's adoptive father, uh, who was dropped entirely. So it, it was going to feature a wolf and a and a blue fox, Crystal, the blue fox. That's what that's what I was thinking of. Saber was the main character, and then they replaced him with Fox McCloud. So you're not the girl from Adventure. No. But she's in this. She's in this. She she survived to the end. Just plug in your expansion card. I don't know why the emulator doesn't just have the expansion card in it already. That's weird. Because somebody sent it to you. Did you see that meme where it's like NES emulation, SNES emulation, GameCube emulation all runs perfectly fine. And the <laughs> Nintendo 64 emulation is trash. I did. See, well, no, it was it was uh, pictures of Disney World for some reason. It's a PlayStation <laughs> emulation. It was like, you know, Mickey Mouse. And then it was yeah. like, you know, uh, GameCube and it was and then it's an N64 and it was this weird horrific looking like yeah. like person in a Mickey Mouse outfit. Um it's true though. It is true. Uh N64 emulation is not freaking easy. Uh yeah, I don't know why the the expansion that's weird. I have like a million N64 emulators on here too. I just uh yeah. what do, what's the other one called? Um no, I'm not getting into it. Not going to do it. Maybe if I feel like screwing around later, we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but this is cool. You could just download it. Here, I'm going to put the link to uh, this Force of Illusion tweet. If you click on the link that's in this tweet, it will immediately start downloading without any warning. So yeah, get ready for that because I downloaded it 1,000 times by accident. Uh, all right. What else we got here? Did uh, the, the official Pokemon Twitter account just teased Let's Go Diamond and Pearl? All right, so I put this here. Um, right. Everybody thinks we're getting a freaking Let's Go Diamond and Pearl or, or a remake of Diamond and Pearl or something uh, yeah. this year. Uh, or a Johto situation, right? Right, because that was that was the the gold and silver. Yeah, so yeah. everyone thinks this year gold. we're gonna let's go something. Yeah. But anyway, according to Nintendo Live, this weekend on Feb on the on twenty seventh of February, the Pokemon series celebrates twenty five years since the launch of the original GameCube titles. Wow, they can rent a car now. Game they Boy. Yeah, uh, they <laughs> there have already been rumors floating around about. And now the official Pokemon Twitter account seems to be joining in on the fun. 
It's currently doing a countdown featuring different generations of pocket monsters with four days remaining. It's shared the following tweet saying, let's go Sinnoh. Oh, shit. Despite the fact that the same account has re referenced other Pokemon games and generations in its daily countdown, this particular tweet has some fans excited. Let's go Sinnoh. Turtwig, uh, Chimchar, Chimchar, and Piplup? Piplup are preparing for Pokemon Day. You know, I'm a real big fan of them, uh, them, them Sinnoh Pokemon. Yep. Um, this is like an innocuous tweet here. Yeah. This is not a... This is nothing. <laughs> The Sinnoh region was first included in the fourth generation alongside Diamond and Pearl for the Nintendo DS. In case you forgot, last month's Spanish fan site Centro Pokemon reportedly confirmed Switch remakes of the DS titles. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl were in development and would be re revealed around the time of Pokemon Day on the 27th of February. And the quote is... Pokemon Center can confirm that according to the sources close to the company, remakes of Diamond and Pearl are uh, originally released in 2006 for the Nintendo DS or development for the Nintendo Switch. A much older rumor dating back to 2019 suggested possible remakes of Diamond and Pearl would feature, quote, Let's Go Catching, the catching mechanic first featured in Let's Go games. So throwing the ball at the Pokemon's yeah. face. Central Pokemon has said new versions wouldn't be like this, but instead closer in style to the original 2006 release, which would be cool. Yeah. I really liked Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. I know that Pokemon fans were upset about how you yeah. capture Pokemon stuff. I thought that game was great, and I actually liked that more than uh, Sword and Shield. Um... If that's not already enough, it appears the Pokeball Plus, first released alongside Let's Go Games, is getting a timely reprint. Last year, we saw reprints of the older uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild champions, which have eventually led to an announcement. What is Breath of the Wild champions? Oh, the, the Amiibo. Oh, then just say that, dude. Say the Amiibo. Um. So yeah, there's a lot All pointing right. to a let's go game of some sort. Yeah. Uh, I I'd be surprised if they go right to Sinnoh. That's weird. Why wouldn't they do Golden? Well, because they already did a remake of Gold and Silver. Yeah, I think because you know the way it usually has been, it, we get the mainline Pokemon game, then we get a remake, then we get the mainline. So a lot of oh. people think that Heart Gold and Soul Silver is. I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people is the right thing. I've heard from multiple people that Heart Gold and Soul Silver is the best one, right? And I think that sounds like a lot of uh, just nostalgia. Mm -hmm. But I played Heart Gold and it's very good. It might be the best one. I think that they might be right because, uh, freaking. The original game, red and blue and yellow and green, right. that game is my favorite because of nostalgia, but it 
it's broken and there's a lot wrong with that game it's not well made um or well balanced uh and neither is gold and silver but it's an improvement on the original heart gold is like just fixes everything um that being said i like let's go pikachu and eevee because i like the original game uh i'll definitely be interested to play a newer version of a remake of some sort so i'll do sinnoh fuck it i've never done i've never played diamond or pearl but maybe now's the time yeah i don't know i didn't i didn't even finish i didn't finish let's go or sword and shield so i feel like i should just skip this one um yeah if you didn't like it i mean i had a good time streaming these types of games it's not that i didn't like it i actually liked sword and shield more than let's go because i felt like there it was more of a game whereas Mm -hmm. let's go was more of like my first pokemon game um yeah i don't know at some point i was just like i think i stopped playing for a while and then i just never felt the urge to go back to it um next news uh, Nintendo, uh, after the direct, mm-hmm. was this today or yesterday? Yesterday, it says. yesterday. They just put up a bunch of indie gra- indie games that I, I guess I think we've heard about most of these already. Yeah, but they just uh, did like a whole thread of uh, yeah upcoming uh, indie games. I think the the Indie World Twitter account did this. Uh, for a while, Nintendo's 2021 release schedule was looking a little bare, but our but one supersized Nintendo Direct later, and it suddenly feels like there's a lot more to look forward to. Now, in a new Indie World newsletter, Nintendo has highlighted exactly that, shining the spotlight on some of the indie titles we should be looking out for as the year goes on. Quote, the release calendar for 2021 is already shaping up to be promising. Nintendo says with a range of games representing a chorus of diverse voices, all breathing life, art, and whimsy into the Nintendo Switch library. You can check out the full Indie World newsletter here. Let's see if that's formatted well, and if it's not, I will just use this. Oh, it's a PDF. There you go. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff we've already... Yeah. Uh, Rogue Heroes, Ruins of Tassos... Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods, Gnosia. Yeah, it's that weird, like like single player Among Us visual novel looking thing. Uh, Sea of Solitude, the director's cut, Hazel Sky, uh, and Tunchi. Oh, Tunchi! Yeah, I was I was into that one. This this looks like basically like hey we know we you just got a Nintendo Direct but uh here's all those indie games from the last couple indie worlds and yeah some new stuff that you should look out for. It, they also have Cyber Shadow Among Us uh Super Meat Boy Forever. This is the those are the those are right at the top. Yeah. Ghost Runner. When's that coming out? That was out. Oh, it's out. It's out on other things. Yeah, I don't think it's out. Yeah. Can't you remember my birthday, Nintendo? <laughs> uh, Blue Fire, Heaven's Vault. It's freaking Little out. Nightmares 2. Ghost Runner it is out. out. Came out in December. Okay. Yeah, so... And it's on sale right now. 
Page seven is look ahead to all the new games. Page seven? Page seven of the PDF. Oh. And then page eight, page nine is tips and tricks uh, for a lot of these games. This is the second game I'm buying in the middle of the show. <laughs> well, I mean, there you go. Nintendo making you buy games. I know. I don't know when the hell I'm going to play this. I played it at uh, PAX and it was very good. But I only played a little bit of it because right. I had to run. Uh, okay. Next what? story. Yeah, next story. Basically, right. we got a bunch of indie stuff coming. So, yeah, keep in, keep that. In analog mind. pockets. Analog says it's making more pockets, and they're going after bots and resellers. Uh, when high high end console maker Analog opened up pre orders for its beautiful Game Boy inspired handheld pocket. Portable sold out almost immediately. The $199.99 device, which plays Neo Geo Pocket Color, Atari Lynx, and Game Gear games, in addition to multiple generations of Game Boy titles, was highly coveted but in short supply. People who, did, who didn't secure a pre-order for the Analog Pocket were, to put it lightly, bummed. <laughs> but, but Analog said in an update Monday that it plans to make and sell more pocket handhelds and stress that the all-in-one portable was never intended to be a limited edition item. Analog wants to make more, but pointed to supply issues caused by current global state of affairs, AKA the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. More pockets will be available for purchase in 2021. Analog said with all, with all things considered, we, we will be doing our best to keep pocket in stock in 2021. The company suggested signing up for a stock notification at its online store. Additionally, Analog said it's taking careful action to address bots and scalpers who are reselling pre-orders for its device on sites like eBay. Analog will be implementing robust bot protection on the, on, on the Analog store. This should significantly protect against bots during pro product launches on the Analog store and make sure real users can purchase Analog products all orders placed using bots will be canceled and their inventory will be allocated to real users. Company said it also plans to monitor resale websites like eBay for sellers scalping their pre-owned pre for, for sellers scalping their pre-orders. Analog plans to report scalpers and cancel any pre-orders found to be listed for resale. Analog Pocket was first announced in fall 2019, plays Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance cartridges out of the box and other portable systems through cartridge adapters. Originally slated for release in 2020, but was delayed to May 2021 before pre-orders went live. We are both very excited about this thing. Yes. I didn't pre-order one, correct? I did. You did, and I was expecting to get a review unit because they, they've sent right. us review units, but I haven't heard anything. So now... Yeah. I'm sad, and I think I might have to get one of these second second wave ones. Um, but I'm using yours for a video, so. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm fully aware. I I knew that going in. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, like they said, they've been having issues due to the pandemic and stuff, so they might still send you a review unit. Um, but. You know, that being said, if, you know, they waited this long to, like, give us an update on stuff, you might want to 
you know, reach out to them as soon as you can. Yeah, I should. I should do that. Yeah. Uh, great people over there at Adalog. Yeah, no, great, great, great guys. Great, great group. Uh, they really know what they're doing. They really love what they're doing. They make the best clone consoles out there. This analog pocket will have a it's a it's a Game Boy that you could play game you could put the cartridges right in there. It also mm-hmm. plays every portable yes, cartridge ever. Cartridge adapters, yeah. Um and it has a higher resolution screen than the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Uh even though it's like a, a two inch square. <laughs> it also has uh, a music maker in it so yes. you can make chip tunes which is nice um this will be the ultimate portable emulation console uh yes i know i say that all the time no one's gonna top this one when this one yeah. comes out if you get i mean if you get yourself an everdrive for it especially or if you know how to flash it you don't need anything else the uh i know that this the mega sg the day it came out had a hack already where you could just put ROMs on it and it was the simplest thing in the world. So yeah. I'd assume that this would have something similar. Yeah. Tech Nanner says, wasn't it using some superior emulation method? Uh it uh, everything analog does uses FPGA technology, yeah. which mimics the original hardware. So it's yeah, it's, it, it's hardware emulation. Yeah. Which is why there's a whole reason these things are a big deal and the reason they're so high end and Yeah. And so sought after. It's three the screen is three point five inches. All these freaking emulators are three point five inches. That's diagonal though. Yeah. Um it's also I think it's exactly ten times the the the, the Game Boy, like like resolution. It's unnecessarily higher. It's fourteen forty across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's one thousand six hundred by one thousand four hundred forty. So I'm pretty sure that that is exactly ten times the 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 screen resolution of an original Game Boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, next news. Metallica, uh, they they felt the wrath of Twitch's DMCA policy. So Metallica was uh, playing at BlizzCon 2020 this year, which I didn't know was happening. Uh, they performed the opening ceremony. Those watching on the official Twitch gaming channel, however, were treated to the concert with the most non-heavy metal music imaginable in order to avoid a DMCA claim. Shortly after Metallica started playing... Twitch switched over to royalty-free music to avoid a DMCA takedown, which predictably led to a hilarious few moments uh, that were captured by those likes at Slasher on Twitter. Uh, I'm playing the music right now in the background. This is the music they had while Metallica was jamming out. (laughs) It would appear that Twitch did not obtain the proper rights to allow the music to be played on its channel. Fortunately, the concert and its pl- music played as expected on other Twitch channels like Blizzard Zone and the official BlizzCon live stream YouTube channel. Uh, DMCA takedowns have been a huge issue for Twitch streamers recently, and Twitch even attempted admitted that it has handled this situation poorly and promised that better tools are on the way. 
of BlizzCon 2021 was also provided some big news and reveals such as Diablo 2 Resurrected, Diablo 4's Rogue Class, and 55 new Overwatch 2 details and much more. Uh, we probably should have talked about BlizzCon for a little bit. <laughs> do, do we care about any of those really. games? Overwatch 2 yeah. looks pretty good. Overwatch 2 looks good. Um, they're, uh, I forgot the name of it, but like their classes collection that has like Lost Vikings and Rock and Roll Racing and, and like one other game. That looks interesting. Although Rock and Roll Racing, they came out and said, if you're going to stream that game, turn the music off because we did not get streaming rights for any of these songs. Oh my God. Yeah. This uh, shit would never happen on TV. No. So how was this allowed to happen here? Twitch knew and, it was going to be streaming. Blizzard yeah. and, and the BlizzCon people knew Metallica was going to be there. How did they not figure well, this out? Blizzard's Twitch channel played it fine. People got to hear Metallica. It's the Twitch specific, Twitch's own Twitch channel. Mm. didn't know why then I, why, why was it muted on twitch's channel and not blizzard's channel which was on twitch unless there's am some big deal am i making up that it was on twitch no yeah no it was on twitch blizzard's stream was on twitch and it had the metallica music yeah other Twitch channels like Blizzard's own and the official BlizzCon YouTube live stream played the music just fine. Uh, so I mean, Twitch, if it, if it is, played on YouTube, then that's a huge problem. Because <laughs> YouTube doesn't of, like anything. Twitch's official Twitch gaming channel cut off the music to avoid a DMCA takedown. That is so dumb. Yeah. I want to know who made that decision because that was that's a dumb decision. Um. Also, like it's a live performance. It's not like you're gonna get like automatically DMCA'd for that. It's a live right. performance. I would also like to point out for people born after the 2000s, um, Metallica is almost single-handedly responsible for oh, yeah. the <laughs> Digital Millennium Copyright Act as it stands today. Um, because way back in the Halcyon days of 1999, 2000, you know, when Dinosaur Planet was being developed, um, there was that program called Napster, which allowed people to share music freely across the internet. So they don't have to buy it anymore. Metallica saw that, lost their damn minds, and sued Napster into oblivion to basically say that, hey, we deserve to be paid for all of these songs. This is our stuff. Give us money. Um and that has led to the reason why, uh, you know, iTunes, because you have to buy songs from iTunes. That has actually led to things like Spotify, which is streaming, but musicians actually don't get a good cut of that revenue. Um, this is also part of the reason why you uh, things like YouTube, you have to be very careful about what music or movie clips you use because your whole thing can get taken down, even though you're not trying to, infringe on copyright in any uh, shape or form and here we are 20 years later and now metallica feels the wrath of their own uh hounds of justice basically maybe someone at twitch did this in protest that would be great it would have you know maybe they all should have turned metallica off (laughs) bless you bless you thank you so much
I said on Twitter when this happened that I have not bought a Metallica record in my life. All the Metallica music I have is either borrowed from a friend or downloaded borrowed. from the internet. Mm-hmm. That's it. The one Metallica shirt I have, I think I stole. And the closest I ever came to giving money to Metallica was I used my friend's Microsoft points to buy songs for Rock Band. <laughs> that was it. I don't think I ever paid them back for it. So they have never gotten my money. I don't care how good Kill 'Em All Master of Puppets is. And they never will. Um, I kind of, I kind of, putting it in perspective, I think it would have been funny if it got DMCA'd across the board. Because it's like, oh, it's just absolutely. coming back to bite them been, in the ass. It would have been so much better if they got DMCA'd across the board, if, uh, if the video got taken down immediately. Yeah, they they go you know. to plug in and go live, they play, and then immediately it gets DMCA'd because nobody has the copyright. Because yeah. they started the dmca act yes metallica may be the artist but i don't think they own the publishing rights to a lot of these songs oh there you go and that generally is what gets people oh did you talk to your publisher no oh then we Mm. gotta play this stupid friggin yeah then we gotta play this stupid friggin music (laughs) all right uh that was like the biggest news that i heard coming out of blizzcon yeah no that was that was actually it overshadowed like all the actual gaming news we got five months from sam schultz cubbing who says hope you guys are doing well i'm doing good how are you doing pretty good thank you um first details of the next gen psvr which happened today yes uh, i didn't get to read this i just blindly put it in the keep there's uh, i got news for you will nothing there's nothing in here. It just okay. says they're developing the next generation of PlayStation VR. I saw, I did see somewhere that one of the big, yeah. Uh, we're continuing to innovate with our new VR system so that fans can continue to enjoy the unique experiences that are synonymous with PlayStation. We're, we're, take, we're taking what we've learned since launching PSVR on PS4 to develop a next gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input it will connect to the PS5 with a single cord to simplify setup and improve ease of use while enabling high fidelity visual experience. Uh, one of uh, one of the innovations we're excited about for our new VR is the new VR controller, which will incorporate some of the key features found in the DualSense wireless controller along with a focus on greater ergonomics. Uh, that's just one of the examples of the future-proof technology we're developing to match our vision for a whole new generation of VR games and experiences. So those are the two big things I took away from what I've saw about this new PSVR was that it's going to connect to your PS5 with a single cable and you're going to we're going to get new controllers. That's it. Um so I mean new controllers is good cuz the Move controllers are so old by now. The PS3. Yeah, like why are we still rocking those yeah. things? Um people are apparently not happy that it's wired. I think, well, because Oculus now, Oculus now has a wireless solution. I think even Valve, like the the HTC Index or whatever, like they those offer wireless 
solutions as well. I think people forget is that like VR is still predominantly a wired experience. Um, at least the higher end models are. And two, P- PlayStation VR is like a cheaper alternative right. to high end VR. Right. So obviously it's going to ha- be a wired solution. So the, wireless would like increase the price by like at least $3, $300. So the last PlayStation VR was 400 there's 300 or 400 300. if you wanted the whole pack with the move controllers yeah. and stuff. And we didn't do that. We just got the $300 one. Yeah. Uh, so I have to, I have to, disc- full disclaimer, I am currently working on a sponsorship with Oculus. So I am, so if you think I'm biased, there it is. <laughs> I have to disclose <laughs> that because of the FCC. But the Oculus Quest two is three hundred dollars it's an all-in-one you get the controllers Mm -hmm. and the device and the headset and it has no freaking wires it's freaking awesome um obviously it's not if you want it to be as powerful you need to plug it in but beat saber freaking vader immortal moss i was playing freaking moss without anything it's just a headset i could be anywhere i could be in the middle of a freaking field Except they'd say don't use it outside for some reason. But I can be in the middle of a freaking field and just play in moss with no wires. Yeah. So it's freaking awesome. But I mean, if you want to have it wired with a lot of power, I think they shouldn't be more than three hundred dollars for a PlayStation VR because you already also got too, competition. Like, VR is not really something like. I mean, you're gonna move obviously, but you're not gonna do you know walk around your entire living room wearing a VR headset. You know, most, if not all, VR experiences are stationary. Mm. So I don't, I don't think a wired solution is as detrimental to the overall experience as one might think. Right. Uh, right. And I mean, when I play PlayStation VR, I, I mean, all of the games I was sitting down. I don't think I stood up yeah. for a single game. But that also, PlayStation VR required the camera to track the the headset. the oculus quest 2 you don't need camera tracking or anything yeah and i'd I'd imagine well i don't know i hope that this doesn't i hope that this just is good enough where you don't need camera tracking like that the less stuff that you need the better yeah for vr uh anyway well we got we're running late here we gotta plow through some stuff yeah all right, well, this will be quick. Ladies and gentlemen, I did it. <laughs> I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 on the Nintendo Switch. I couldn't have done it without your help. Thank you all so much. You're very welcome. Um, and it's also coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X, I guess. Wait, it wasn't uh, on those? No, it was only on PS4 and uh, Xbox One. Oh. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is scheduled for launch on march 26th for ps5 and xbox series x meanwhile the switch version of the game is set to arrive sometime later this year uh don't know why they do that but i guess they just want to tease me a little bit more uh tony hawk's pro skater 1 and 2 will be the first tony hawk game released on the switch as for the ps5 and xbox series x versions of the game They will include plenty of graphical updates, such as the ability to play at 120 frames per second in 1080p resolution or up to 60 frames a second in 4K. 
On the Series S, however, the game will run at 60 frames at 1440p resolution. Other improvements include sharper dynamic shadows or reflections and lens flare, as well as enhanced skater textures. People who own the remake digitally on PS4 or Xbox One, this is where we get Activision corporate shittiness. People who own the remake digitally on PS4 or Xbox One will be able to upgrade to the PS5 or Series X version for $10. Those those who already own the digital deluxe edition of the game, which already costs an extra $10, will get the upgrade for free. Paying the $10 upgrade fee will also get you all the add-ons included in the digital deluxe edition. Strangely... Yes. No, I was going to say, I'd imagine that the game is $70 on the next gen. Uh, I think they say the price, but let me just finish. Strangely, customers who have a physical copy of the game on PS4 or Xbox One will be able to upgrade only on PlayStation, not Xbox, according to Activision's FAQ support site. Weird. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So rather than just giving you the upgrade, you either better already have the digital deluxe edition, which I think I actually have, or give Activision ten dollars. Um, that's a weird way that they worded that. They could have just said you could only upgrade with the physical copy on PlayStation, not on Xbox. Yeah. Um. So that's. I mean, Microsoft seems to be a lot better with upgrades maybe yeah. activision didn't like how microsoft handled upgrading to the newer generation version and they were just like forget it you just can't do it but that that's the weird thing because smart delivery is in place to make it as simple and easy for not just the consumer but the developers also to yeah. allow to upgrade to the next gen version yeah but they can't squeeze more money out yeah with that you know and PlayStation's like, do whatever, do what you got to do, man. We want that money too. Yeah. Meanwhile, friggin', what was when Resident Evil Village was announced, they said we're gonna make a, a PS4 and Xbox One version, and uh, you get a free upgrade to the next gen version if you want. Yay! That's how that's how you do it. When is this coming out? Uh, March 26th for PS5 and Xbox Series X with a Switch version launching later this year. There seems to be a lot coming out at the end of March. Yeah. Monster Hunter. Is that the same day as Monster Hunter? Uh, I don't know. Yep. I'm not playing this game, Will. So sorry. Going to play Monster Hunter. All right, we'll just, just wait till it comes out on the Switch then. No, that's what I mean. Is, is it coming out on Switch? Is it's it not- coming out on Switch. It's not coming out on Switch on March 26th. Oh, okay. Is it what's co- what's happening on March 26th? The PS5 and Xbox Series version is coming oh, out. Oh, okay. Last news: Mortal Kombat trailer's out. Yay! Yay! It looks good. It looks like Mortal Kombat. It looks like a like a stupid little fun little romp. Yeah, I, I like how it's it's very bloody which is good. Um, I, it's The color scheme is weird to me because like Sub-Zero and Scorpion are not blue and yellow enough. 
I mean, it's dark and you gritty, know? you know? I know, but like... Also, too, uh, that that character Cole is a brand new character specifically for the movie. Mm-hmm. Why do we need a new a brand new character specifically for the movie? Wait, that the Asian guy, that that MMA guy with the the Mortal Kombat logo on his chest. He's a new guy. He's a completely new character. I thought it was what's his name, the Johnny main Cage? No. No, Liu Kang, Liu Kang is in the game, in the movie. Is that He's Liu Kang? That's Liu where Kang. Where are you? I don't know where I am. Yeah. It's, it, look, when you see when you see the characters do their thing, it's very obvious who's who. I, like, there's Kano. That's Liu Oh, there's Kang. Liu Kang. Yeah. Why isn't he just Japs. the main character? Just make Liu Kang Kung the main Lao. character. Yeah, this, this other guy, Cole whatever, is the main character. That could have easily been Johnny Cage. There or Liu the, Kang. Oh yeah, or specifically Liu Kang. Yeah, uh, I thought I always to, thought Liu Kang was the main character in Mortal Kombat. He is the main character in Mortal Kombat. Just freaking make it him. I know. What's the problem? I, I mean, I understand that they wanted to go a different direction, but there are all these other characters in Mortal Kombat already that you could have picked. You didn't have to create a brand new guy. Mm-hmm. Also, it starts with Sonya and Jax and they give it a very like tactical military vibe to it which does not yes there are those types of characters in Mortal Kombat but that is not a feel of Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. so I mean but this like the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight looks like that's Mortal Kombat yeah that looks that oh yeah no there's definitely a lot of Mortal Kombat in here but there's also a lot of other things that I'm not real. I'm like questioning why they made these decisions Right. Uh, that said, it's coming to theaters and HBO Max uh, day and date in April, I think. Yeah, April 16th. So uh, I will be checking that out when my wife goes to bed. <laughs> um, Beardly Omega says, I'm sorry, but it just it looks just like a 90s movie. That's the appeal. Yeah. Have you never played Mortal Kombat? This is not going to be like an Oscar winning movie. No, I'm not expecting shit. I'm not expecting Gone with the Wind. I'm not expecting you know, a Marvel movie. I'm expecting to see a bunch of people beat the shit out of each other mm-hmm. and to have it be disgustingly gross. So That's all the news. Yes. Travel Steinberg gave us 11 uh, with 11 months of subscriptions. Oh, happy 11 months, Wolf Boys. Butts, 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 butts. Thanks for all of the content. Yes. Thanks, dude. And chat, don't think we didn't notice that you kept saying butts after that. I noticed. Will. It's time. Quit of the week! Quit of the week! Quit of the week! Yeah. Uh this is from Aim Kid. Aim Kid Blast. Mm. It's just a really bad drawing of Snoopy. He goes, <laughs> Hey, check this shit out. And there's another bad drawing of him jumping into a wood chipper <laughs> to get to milk for some reason. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know why. That's, I don't that's get it. good. I don't get it, but I'm here for it. Uh Guys, we're going to talk to you real quick because we're late. 
Yes, if you left a comment on last week's episode of Wolf Den Podcast over on our YouTube channel, Wolf Den Podcast, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we were done with everybody else last week. Uh, Wildfire in the chat says you missed the play state of play announcement. Yeah, they're d- later this week's Sony's doing a state of play, oh, which we'll probably learn more about PSVR probably. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got Emily Van Engen who says, Bob, you were talking about buying toys from Burger King and how that required going there and you don't want to go anywhere. Is that just a pandemic, Bob, or has that been the norm? That is... Uh, it's hard to say because I basically moved into the apart- this apartment. I had three months in this apartment before the pandemic happened. So... Yeah. um it's hard to say, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's pandemic, Bob. Uh, I got Burger King today, and I got the Splatoon toy. I don't think I would go to a Burger King here in Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't see myself hopping on a train and going to Burger King. On Long Island, I see myself just going to Burger King to buy the toys. Yeah, but here in Brooklyn, I'm not just going to a fucking Burger King. That's not happening. Um, but of course, yeah, the pandemic. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Sean Barrett says the direct was a huge wet fart. Anyways, literally all trash. The new fighters are trash too. Nintendo always does the opposite of what I want. I know I like how Sean over here isn't saying the opposite of what we want. He's specifically specifically me. (laughs) Yeah. Nintendo isn't doing what I need them to do. I mean, you know there are other systems, right? You don't have to play Nintendo. No, impossible. Check out, check out PlayStation. But no, no, I, I, I commend Sean for his honesty here. I want them yeah. to do this, and they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel that sometimes. Griff Nix says Hollywood uh, Union are notoriously strict about not working with non-union members. Power Rangers is a show that's non-union, and that's because they famously had the cast work long hours for little pay, something the union would have a bit of a problem with. It's also why George Lucas couldn't get Steven Spielberg to direct The Empire Strikes Back. George wanted to be independent and away from Hollywood to make the movies he wanted to, and that meant no Steven for Empire. I... I don't know if it was Empire or Jedi he wanted Steven Spielberg to direct, but he is... Wasn't he kicked out of the union? No. George Lucas quit the union because the Directors Guild of America demanded that he put opening credits Mm. in Star Wars. They let it slide for A New Hope, but when Empire came out, they said... You need to put opening credits in this movie. It's part of the guild rules. So George Lucas said, no. <laughs> and left. And that's why uh, Empire and Jedi did not have opening credits. Um, well, okay. And look at now. No movies have opening credits. <laughs> Keyholes from last week's World Done Live says Yoshi's Woolly World hadn't been ported over. That's another for the list. It wasn't. Oh, it was a new game. It was a different Yoshi game. Oh, that's right. Uh, given everything I've heard, says it's better than Crafted World, which was the one that was actually on the Switch. Right. 
I'd definitely like to see a port, but my hopes aren't high. Crafted World wasn't that good. I played a little bit. Yeah. Of it. It's for like, like a toddler. Yeah. I feel like they made Crafted World so they wouldn't have to port over Woolly World. Yes. <laughs> Seven says, my headcanon is that Nintendo's first big direct is finally on a Wednesday because they know you guys have a podcast on Tuesday now. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. It used to be on freaking Thursdays. Yep. When our podcast was on Wednesdays. Whatever. Uh, all right. Now we're in the chat. Now we're in the chat for a brief minute. Uh, Dark Bite says, uh, hey, Wolf Boys. Spelt wrong. By the way, I just want to let you know. Spelt wrong. Could you give us one 2020 backlog video? No. No. Maybe. I mean, you know what? You got to be really good this year. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to do it in the same room. <laughs> Chris BX, Will, who do you think will be the surprise cameo at the end of Zack Snyder's Justice League? What? I know it's unlikely, but I think Keanu Reeves' Constantine would be awesome and a good way to prep for a movie, for a Justice League dark movie. That would be incredible if it was. Um, so... There was a Vanity Fair article about the Snyder Cut and the history behind it. Um, and at the end of the article, it says that there's a cameo from a character that fans are going to love. They're going to be excited. They're going to be surprised by it. io9 posted an article saying that they spoke to somebody who works, who worked on the movie and who works at Warner Brothers. And they said that the cameo isn't actually that it's, it's a cameo you know is coming i don't want to say who it is because that might ruin it in case you don't follow you haven't been following this whole snyderverse saga but if you have been following the snyderverse saga then you already know who who the cameo is is it the joker no okay <laughs> that would suck that would be so yeah. lame if, if no. it, the freaking jesus joker that we've all seen already is at the end yeah no no but it, it's a character who snyder has talked about it's a character that he said he wanted to put in the movie originally it's a character that we've we've seen in the other movies technically so it's it's a character that you know is already going to be in the movie but vanity fair is playing it up like it's going to be like like Nick Fury at the end of the event at the end of Iron Man. Mm. And if this IO9 article is to be believed, it's not. <laughs> so uh, all, all I'm gonna say uh, is I hope it's ambush bug. <laughs> Booster gold. Um yes. I think that this movie is gonna come out and there will be no more movies in this world anymore. I think that this that'll be the end of well, the, the DC universe as we know it. Well, because I don't know because Margot Robbie is still Harley Quinn. Uh, we're getting a Wonder Woman three. We're getting Aquaman two. We're getting other movies with these versions of these characters, but they're not really connected. Oh, we're also getting Flashpoint with right. Ezra Miller and Ben Affleck and whatnot. So. there's just this weird state of flux it's like whose line is it anyway everything's made up and the points don't matter (laughs) so um 
Anyway, we got Robin Bowser's Bob Woods video said you were arrested. Yeah, come come get me, yeehaw. They'll never take me alive. I think I was arrested uh, for not pronouncing Mario correctly. Fucking come at me. Uh, yeah. They'll never take me. Uh, I'm going to die. Edward Bova. Edward Bova says, so what do you think about the iFixit article about the joystick draft? I think he means drift. Um, and how to play and how the PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One X, and the Xbox Series X and Nintendo Switch Pro Controller are all use the same joysticks, probably to do the same drifting problem. But the Nintendo Switch Joy Cons actually have a different drifting problem, and you need a different joystick. Did you see that? I have no idea what's I, happening right now. So I fix it basically tore down a, a dual sense controller to try and figure out what the, what's causing the drift problem. And what they found was pretty much all first-party controllers, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, all get their analog sticks from the same company. Ah. And for the most part, they all use the same analog stick module. The DualSense, however, is using an updated version or a slightly a variant of it where the motion the way it tracks motion is different and that's what's causing the drift because as it, wow. as it wear as it creates wear on the joystick it creates a drift problem well that's what happens on the on the switch is yeah it wears down there's like a it, you can see like it like wears down there's like graphite in it that like wears off yeah so but How come we don't hear about the, this shit on the xbox that's the thing like and we didn't hear about it on the on the ps4 either we're only hearing about it on the dual sense and the and the joy cons i i think here's what i think i think microsoft is just really good at developing their controller and 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 the hardware and like really yeah just pushing the hell out of it and like telling the manufacturer we need this change and this change and they, and they you know they have those videos of them just repeatedly just yeah. like bashing the controller until they get it to work right um i think after the switch everyone's looking for drift i think that it, it had the dual the dual shock 4 come out now people would be like this thing's drifted yeah that's what i think i think the well, dual sense drift probably isn't as big of a deal it's just that everybody's noticing it because everyone's looking for it right well i'm curious to see how long this lasts of uh, what sony has to say about it um if they do wind up changing the dual sense because of this uh because uh, like there I will said, be a second iteration for sure because you know the the ps5 has not been out for for even a year not as many people have dual senses as as there are switch joy cons out in the wild so how widespread is this incident how you know how much are these people playing their ps5s that this is occurring uh just the vagabond says bob your hair is looking voluptuous tonight do you use any special products i need your secrets i didn't use anything today i took a shower and i just let the cold water hit my hair and that was it i let it dry then i combed it and now here we are um let me just tighten this person out Razzle Jazzle says, is it just me or is there a few more people here today than normal? Don't 
don't freaking even bring that up. Given that a significant chunk of your stream yesterday involved conversations about, quote, what happened to the podcast, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I still get questions. People ask me, when are you going to bring the podcast back? We're on episode 19. I don't know how yeah. else I could I could tell people that we're doing the podcast again. I thought Maybe. I thought I thought we had a great transition at the end of the last podcast. Yeah. Being like stay tuned. We will have announcements. It will be on this channel. And we will update you on the feed where to I go next. Your next regular video you should just have a shirt that says the podcast is on tuesdays twitch.tv that maybe we should do that maybe we should maybe we should yeah. that should be the wolf dead podcast shirt it should say we're do it's we're doing it again it's been happening and also send one to miss click because she just asked when we're gonna start the podcast oh <laughs> miss click thanks for the 18 months you you fuck you <laughs> <laughs> thanks miss click Miss Click's got to be a guest on the podcast. There you go. Um, uh, are you playing Minecraft, Miss Click? We're doing it on on. Oh, by the way, everybody here on on Twitch.tv slash Wolf we're playing fucking Minecraft on uh on Thursday. There you go. Um, how come you guys have gorgeous hair and use whatever brand drugstore product? Some listen, we're balding. Don't, yeah. don't come like, at us like that. Why do you that. think I started wearing a hat? <laughs> <laughs> and I go get sulfate-free special stuff. We all use special. I use Hibbs shampoo because I'm freaking balding. Um, I do need to get a haircut. But that's beside the point. Or it should just say, ask me about my podcast. I hate that. I hate that <laughs> idea. All right. Do, do you still announce at the end of every video? I talk about either the clips channel or the podcast channel at the end of every single video and people still ask because nobody stays to the end of the video. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to take one more and then we're out of here. Okay. I, I'm trying Garnier, not. Garnier Fructis vegan blend because Bob, Bob is vegan. Shut up. Uh, uh, I'm like scrolling way too far back. Mm, all right, I think we're good. All Sorry right. for asking about the podcast, Bob. Shut up, Mega Dragon. <laughs> You're here all the time. Guys, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Oh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolf Den podcast is every <laughs> Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash wolfden. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put an archive version of it up over on the YouTube channel, Wolf Den Podcast. So you can watch it on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on anchor.fm slash Wolf Den Podcast and your preferred podcast service of choice. No matter where you choose to experience the Wolf Den Podcast, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on all of those respective platforms. 
Guys, I'll be, I might stream tomorrow. You know what? I decided, I just, so I'm waiting for freaking this sponsor to approve my video for the week. And if they don't approve it before Thursday, I'm just not going to have a video this week. I decided, you know what? Bobby needs a break. So but there next, you go. Next week's going to be a banger because I want to put twice the amount of work into that. Um, guys, go say hi to Wood. Uh, he, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Let's tell just him talk that for Bob, a bit. Tell him that Bob broke out of jail and he's coming for him. Yes, tell, tell him that. <laughs> Bob's out of jail and he's crazy now. <laughs> um, go say hi to him. Uh, and then you can go about your business, but please at least say yeah. hi. Um, and thank you, Ariana, for the two months. I appreciate it. I will see you definitely Thursday, maybe tomorrow if you're good. Be good. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.